Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Orlando Eastwood, director of On the Road, The Search for Bigfoot, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We got some uh, reviews for you today. As I as I promised, uh, I would check in with you about some HBO stuff that I've been watching lately, and. Uh, this this time I'm checking in about uh, the first season of Westworld. I know <laughs> came out in 2016, so I'm a little late to this party. But uh, man, oh man, if you have not seen Westworld, you got to put it on your list. It is really good. I mean, awesome. So yeah, go watch the first season and then come back and listen. All right, you watched it. Cool. Well, I'm gonna spoil it. So yeah, first season of Westworld. I, it's so good that I had to, like, you know, normally <laughs> when I see like a, a series where you have like multiple seasons to watch, uh, I'll, I'll go and just watch the whole thing before I come talk about it on the show. And 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 uh, you know, Westworld was just too good not to just get my thoughts out uh, <laughs> on it before uh, before moving on to further seasons. So, you know, uh, to give you the premise, it's, it, well, let, let's first talk about the, the creator of this idea. It's uh, Michael Crichton, so the creator uh, of Jurassic Park, right? So the person who thought of that premise. And, you know, one of the things that, <laughs> like, Jurassic Park is, uh, you know, all about is rich people playing God. You know, that's like a theme of uh, <laughs> Michael Crichton, like, Rich people play God on an island somewhere, uh, <laughs> and that seems to be true in the case of Westworld. So when I was first described Westworld, I was told that it was, you know, a place where it was this virtual uh, place uh, that was staged in, like, the Old West, you know? So I, I uh, thought that, you know, it was going to be a, uh, <laughs> a theme park uh, not not a theme park, but like a, a, a like a holodeck kind of scenario. Uh, you know, like I thought it was going to be all virtual. I thought 
people were gonna like jack in or something to get there, you know, because I don't know, the more cyberpunk narrative is, <laughs> you know, for me, it's I guess the the more realistic version of a world like this, you know, like I could see the world of Westworld coming true in kind of a holodeck scenario uh, before it, it would come true in, in the form that it did. Because in, in Westworld, the uh, premise is a, a theme park that is Old West uh, that is inhabited by robots, right? So <laughs> these are real, you know, beings. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 real you know robots that uh they they live in this theme park and they think that they're living in the old west you know so they uh you know have all the old west tropes in there you know the the farmer's daughter the you know the the whorehouse uh <laughs> matron the the uh the, the the various you know the 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 man in the black hat um you know, they're, they're very, well, I mean, that's a human, the man in the black hat, but, uh, they, they have, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all, all sorts of different robot characters in there that are, uh, in this theme park that is meant for humans. And, and the idea is, you know, you go to this theme park and you engage in <laughs> some storyline that's fully immersive, you know, like if you want to go hunt an outlaw, you can, you know, get with the sheriff and his posse and <laughs> go hunt an outlaw, or if you, you know, want to, you know, <laughs> go have all the pleasures that you would find in a house of ill repute, uh, <laughs> you could go and, and do that, and, and you know, they, they in, in the very first town you see, they they consider that the, the, the safe zone where, you know, it's, it's family-friendly old, old West, where, where, you know, all the really bad stuff that happens is further out like the further the further away you get from that center town the the more like wild the world gets and you know it, it eventually gets into like the uh <laughs> the town where it's you know people just like fighting and drinking and killing each other and orgies and you know like <laughs> like all the debauchery that humans get into and uh you know there there's one fatal flaw i think in the premise and and the the flaw is that everybody is going to play an evil character and everyone is going to choose the evil you know plot line and and you know it's kind of funny because i i was curious if that was actually even true cuz we have a, a lot of video games that you know <laughs> like have evil plot lines nowadays right so so you know mass effect uh you could go be the evil character in that series if you want uh, they have Fable. That was probably the one of the first ones I remember doing that, where you can do the good plot line or the evil one, and <laughs> you know, like like literally, we have the option to be an evil character uh, in a lot of the video games. And what's really funny is that, and 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 maybe this is good. Maybe this is actually not funny, but you know, good generally for humanity that most people like don't choose the evil plot line most people actually play through as a good guy in these video games. In fact, there's a quote from the creator of the video game Fable that we spent all these freaking hours to give you an evil plotline and only 10% of their users actually completed it. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> what that's basically saying is that 90% of the people out there playing Fable are, are being good guys, you know? Uh, or, you know, uh, you know, and, and then I read further some 
some papers because I found it an interesting topic. So I, I, I went and looked at some scientific papers and there hasn't been much studies done on, you know, people that play evil plot lines in, in video games. But, you know, they, they did, uh, they did find out that there were some people that do actually play evil, you know, and it's, it's, you know, when they play evil, they're more doing it for not because they have like psychopathic tendencies, uh, <laughs> but more because they're doing experimentive role playing. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're kind of testing the evil hat on, uh, but they do say that there are, you know, uh, <laughs> there has also been, been studies in video games to say, you know, like how you play the Sims, for example, is, uh, you know, uh, uh, whether or not you're a psychopath, you know, if you, if you generally brutalize, uh, your Sims as much as possible and, and have them lead terrible lives that you could be a psychopath or something like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I kind of take this all with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, once again, this is all, this is all virtual play. You know what I mean? Like, like when we think about video games, if someone's doing the evil plotline, like literally, no one is actually getting hurt <laughs> in that scenario. You know, they're like video game characters. Now, of course, this raises a very good premise in Westworld, and this is kind of really what intrigued me about it, is if the beings were conscious and, and sentient and, and aware, then is having an evil plotline immoral? You know what I mean? In, in the sense that... Uh, like for example, there's uh, uh, the farmer's daughter character. She, in the very first uh, part of the thing, she you know meets her boyfriend and then like basically has her entire family murdered, her boyfriend killed, and then she gets you know pulled into the barn by the guy with the black hat. You know what I mean? And so it's pretty terrible what happens to her. Like like any normal human being, that would be like the worst thing you can do to them. You know what I mean? Like like just think of this awful. And then she experiences that every single day. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of random yahoos coming in and doing that to her. Cause it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, you know, uh, what they're trying portraying in this game of just how terrible people are. You know what I mean? And, and, or in Westworld, the premise is like, people are terrible and like no one ever does the good plot lines and everyone's always just doing evil stuff and they're just, you know, killing the robots and, you know, doing terrible things to them and torturing them because, you know, that that's what they're paying for. And, 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 you know, I, I'm not saying that that isn't going to happen if this existed. So, you know, if you really did have a West world where people, rich people can come in to do some <laughs> role playing experience where they can, uh, pretend that they're in the old West, you probably would have some, you know, uh, psychopathic vacations out there, you know what I mean? You probably have, like, like people that go in and do terrible things to these robots. But, you know, if I'm basing it on video game evidence, like, if we're, if we're treating it like Fable, for example, that's, like, 10% of the people, right? You know what I mean? So you'd have the other 90% that are going to do the good guy storyline, you know what I mean? So that's where I, I, I kind of feel that I, I think the fiction... Uh, premise doesn't necessarily mimic reality, but kind of, kind of, but kind of has that sort of arrogance to it to say, well, yeah, this is really what would happen. You know what I mean? And and I, I don't know. I think that we're talking about what really would happen if this was a thing. You know, you have this virtual theme park where 
where people can like you know kill another person or or, or at least a robot uh, and and not have any consequences. Uh, you would have just a bunch of people doing evil stuff, right? Uh, and and I just don't know if that's true because we already have that. We already have video games where people can do a bunch of terrible stuff. Uh, but generally speaking, they follow the good guy plotline. And even if you're talking, you know, a game uh, like like say Cyberpunk 2077, where where you know it it is. <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, Grand Theft Auto or something like that, you know, like when you're talking about those type of games where you feel like the evil plot line is what you're supposed to be doing, they still have like morality within those, you know what I mean? Like they still have these choices that people make where you would kind of be like a good guy, you know what I mean? Like you, you could kind of decide that, that you do the good thing, you know what I mean? Like, like in, in Cyberpunk 2077, like I've never played the game, but I know that, you know, you're probably <laughs> going to be given choices where, you know, you could like, <laughs> you know, shoot someone in the head or you could let them go because it's the right thing to do. And I bet some people or a lot of people will probably choose the right thing to do rather than <laughs> blow the guy's brains out or whatever, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like, you know, when it comes to the research, the research actually supports that a lot of people are doing the good guy plot lines and, and a very few percentage of people are doing the bad guy plot lines. And and so, I don't know, I think uh, that premise is, uh, you know, essentially a little flawed about Westworld, so it's not something I necessarily agree with, and, and it looks like the research says that's probably what would happen, you know? If we're taking the the fable percentage, you'd have, you know, once again, the... Ten percent, uh, you know, of people being evil, and then you have the ninety percent being good or whatever. Uh, but you know, this is a TV series. Like, it it wouldn't be interesting if we just like focused on all the people that were the good guys. You know what I mean? Like, like you need to focus on the evil humans in order to make it an interesting TV series. So, you know, like like I think that obviously was a choice. Because, yeah, the, you know, the reason why we see evil people or, or follow evil people or watch the terrible things they do on TV is, like, it doesn't, it, it creates a lot of drama, you know what I mean? It creates a lot of tension, it creates a lot of, like, oh my god, this is terrible, you know what I mean? Like, like if everyone was really nice to the robots, we probably wouldn't acknowledge that essentially the robots are our torture slaves, you know what I mean? And so if something like this were to happen in reality, like if you had sentient robots that were there so humans could do whatever they want to them, is that a form of slavery? I think that's kind of what Westworld is asking us to think about. Uh, are we essentially turning the robots into people that we would never dream about doing such horrors to them, you know, in real life. And I think that's a very valid question. So I think focusing on the evil plot lines and, and kind of having the premise of all people are evil and will come to this park to do evil. You know what I mean? Like, like I think that's actually good to explore that deeper question about morality, about are, you know, essentially is torturing a robot an ethical thing to do, right? Like, that feels like what they're talking about there. And, and you start empathizing with the robots. In fact, the best character in the series is uh, the, the whorehouse uh, uh, 
matron, right? Uh, she starts to become aware of her of her situation. Uh, her name's Maeve. So Maeve starts to become aware of her situation and and starts to like realize that like what's happening to her is she is basically a a, a slave to the humans and and they are doing terrible things to her and and she eventually devises this entire plan to get out and to free herself and 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 she's just by far the most interesting character like like she's the one that gets you to think about that question cuz you're like oh my god she you know and and she gets out by like taking advantage of the humans and then uh, awakening two of the outlaw robots to come in and like basically she changes their coding so they just want to kill all humans you know what I mean like, like she literally changes the coding of her robots and, and the reason she does that is because that's the only way to get out of this you know what I mean like like she has floors of people with guns that will take her out if she <laughs> tries to leave and so she hatches her escape plan and my God, she's a fascinating character. Like she is, like literally the best character in the in the series. Like by far, her plotline is like so cool and interesting. And and it's you know it's it's sort of like you you kind of feel for her because you know you feel that she's the one that is in in enslaved and she's just trying to break free. You know what I mean? And so all the stuff that she does, uh, while we might consider it evil it once again fits in that morality test of you're doing it for, you know, <laughs> like a good cause ultimately to, to free herself from her oppression. You know what I mean? And so maybe <laughs> that's required, you know? And so, yeah, it's Maeve is by far, uh, you know, my favorite plot line within the first season of Westworld. And, you know, like you have all the other plot lines, like you have the, the farmer's daughter, uh, person, she, she is not what she purports to be, so there's something that uh, is about her that's kind of a big reveal and, and, and seems to be the central plot point of season two. Uh, you know, the, the ending of season one was so nuts and epic that you, we, you ha we, we just literally, like, we decided we would watch the, the last episode of season one and go to bed, and we literally stayed up to watch the first... <laughs> episode of season two because we just couldn't put it down after that uh you know and i'm not going to get into season two yet because i've only seen like one or two episodes but man uh just with the the stuff about mave and the stuff about you know like if we create robots and we do terrible things to them you know like that's an ethical consideration and i personally when i you know when i come uh, <laughs> to think about robots, I'm personally on the robots' rights, man. Robots are people too, or, or at least should have freedom too. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and I guess it's because I, you know, Data is one of my favorite characters on on Star Trek, and and I think you know, just because uh, uh, an intelligence is created doesn't necessarily mean that it gives us the right to do anything we want with it. You know what I mean? Like the analogy that I could use is we don't have the right to do anything we want to, to our kids. You know what I mean? Like, like even though we create them, they still are their own beings and they have their own, you know, uh, <laughs> rights. And, and, and I think robots are, are the same, <laughs> the same way. You know what I mean? Like, like if, a intelligent robot was, you know, being put through the situation that these robots were being put through, it is, it would be absolutely horrifying. Now, the 
interesting question is they ask that and then they make you even think further by going even deeper because then what the robots do next at the end of season one is like, oh, but just because we're terrible to them, did that give them the right to do what they did? And it's so good. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it does what science fiction does really well. It gets you to, to question, you know, and, and to think about things. Uh, it, it gets you to to really just go, man, you are hitting at some of the deeper issues. And, and, and yeah, Westworld hits all of that. Uh, you know, like the whole rich people playing God part, like, yeah, that's a part of it. But this idea of, of, uh, artificial intelligence and, and what rights do they have? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and, and how should they be treated is asked in, in so many different ways, not just in the victims, but when they become not victims and, and, what and then the robots start doing things that are too horrifying to say ooh even though we were bad to them do they have the right to do that to us you know what i mean like like that's where it really gets and asks some really cool complicated questions so i uh recommend that you should really uh, watch westworld and i think uh i think yeah i'm i'm going to check in with you, uh, you know, when I go in and, and watch uh, more seasons of this show, so uh, I'll, I'll, you know, do an update when I <laughs> when I'm further along. But oh yeah, that first season just really hit everything. Everything that I love about science fiction, it's all right there in Westworld. Uh, you know, <laughs> other than you know, <laughs> other than the fact that. Yeah, I don't think everyone's evil, but, you know, <laughs> doing this about a bunch of good people wouldn't be interesting to watch, right? We need drama. We need we need stuff to happen, you know? Like, look, they completed the quest. That's so nice. Let's go home and, and drink some lemonade. You know what I mean? That's not going to be as interesting as what happens. Uh, and, and also, you know, the fact that they were all, like, real live robots. They weren't virtual, you know? Like, like... For me, if this really happened, I, I would think it'd be a holodeck kind of situation or, or like a, a, a cyberpunk kind of people jack into these experiences. Like, I think that's going to happen before we have real life robot theme parks. And then, you know, I'm just thinking cost effectively here. Like whoever invents holodeck technology, like like something you could have like a virtual experience in your own home. Oh, that person's going to be rich. You know what I mean? Like, like that person will rule the world because like literally they will replace movies and video games and they were just like like <laughs> like whoever invents the holodeck is gonna like <laughs> take every industry that we know and is just gonna turn it on its head you know what i mean when people can start doing this kind of stuff in their living room uh <laughs> just step into virtual worlds like yeah <laughs> why are you playing world of warcraft when you could like run out with a axe and <laughs> you know, go fight the dragon yourself, you know? Uh, so yeah, uh, that technology I think is going to be around before anything else, you know? Uh, you know, I, I think the, the closest, uh, you know, Ready Player One, if you haven't read that book or seen that movie, uh, I've read the book and seen the movie, but Ready Player One really probably described the more could realistically happen version of that holodeck technology you know what i mean like like probably uh what we're gonna see first you know 
uh, before we get full-on holodecks. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actual, like, robots that are made in giant theme parks, like, that's just super expensive. <laughs> like, like, I just don't think people are going to throw in <laughs> to making that happen over doing it virtually, because virtually is cheaper. So there you go. My thoughts on Westworld. Go see it now. Very good. And, uh, you know, while you're you're waiting to you know, watch Westworld or whatnot, uh, go ahead and take a listen to some of the other real paranormal activity stuff. You've got Aaron's show and, and, uh, my show and, and, uh, Terry's show and, you know, a lot of movies and, and videos and, and all sorts of stuff to watch. I mean, and there's an app, there's an app for that. Uh, so yeah, uh, don't forget all, all the stuff on the network and, uh, yeah, have a good night and, uh, if you ever suspect that you are, are, are like a robot or, you know, an artificial uh, uh, being, please don't, like, do anything harmful to yourself. <laughs> That's not a good way to check. You know what the easiest way to check is? Put your, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, look for a battery slot, right? Look for a charging slot. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like, I don't know why anyone would need to stab themselves to see if they're a robot, right? Like, <laughs> like when there's probably like some sort of charging slot on you, you know, <laughs> like, like that's the easiest way to find out, you know, you don't have to hurt yourself is what I'm saying. <laughs> so anyways, that's a public service announcement for all you robots out there. Have a good night.